this episode of the Coach in the Casual. We have the number one welterweight contender. Should be fighting for a title, but, you know, he'll keep on beating everybody, and eventually we'll see Bilal Muhammad as the champ. I'm excited. A personal friend I've known a long time. Let's get this show started. Hell yeah. Well, we'll just get this. Uh, we were actually set to have you come out to Salt Lake uh, like January 11th. We were all in Vegas already. We're like, oh, bro, let's just save you the trip and come in. But you were just talking about, so me and Ramsey are from Salt Lake. You came up to Salt Lake. What was your experience up there? It was awesome. Like, we rolled into the Blackhawk Chopper. Yeah. And, like, and then you guys were like, oh, we're going to go shooting here. We're going to do this. And I was like working for the UFC yeah. at the time. I was like, bro, come on. Wait, wait till next time, next time. And then I was like, I got to go back. Dude, Salt Lake is underrated. Uh, a lot of times people come out there because like uh, like the NBA will always talk about it. Nobody wants to come there because it's not like the craziest of nightlife. Yeah. But for me, like I'm not a nightlife guy anyway. I remember we were out with Jake Shields and it was like 10 p.m. And we had dinner and I stood up. I was like, all right, guys. And they're like, what are you talking about? It's 10. I'm like, I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're we're like, no, we're not partner. I'm like, no, man. I gotta watch Yellowstone with my wife. Yeah, yeah. Jake, I mean, we saw Jake last night partying too. Yeah. He's a wild animal, you know. But I, I always get that from my coach, uh, Lewis Taylor. Like, there was one time me and Anthony Pettis were on the same card and we were teammates. Yeah. And we both won. And then Anthony, after the fight, was like, I, uh, I got the after party at this club right here. Uh, you down? And I was like, I'm gonna go get some nachos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sleep. And my coach is like, man, you're a lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm tired. He's like, let's go out, meet some yeah. girls, you know. I was talking with Jake too. Like we have a like he couldn't believe because I don't drink. I'm I'm from Utah. I'm Mormon, so I don't drink. I don't party. I don't do anything. And he's like. You, you don't want to go hang? I'm like, no, nah, man, I just want to go home. <laughs> he was really surprised. What was he really shocked about? No, he was really surprised because I got a nanny. He was like, so you and her. I'm like, no, bro. <laughs> and, and he, he like, would not believe it. He, he was like, shocked that I wasn't doing yeah, my Yeah, and I was like, bro, this dude's like a Dagestani-level <laughs> faith guy. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, he's not going to be. Jake's like, no way. Yeah. No way. You're banging her. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Jake's another level. Bad. Jake is a wild He is a wild man. That's why I got my black belt from. So <laughs> I okay, a, but speaking of, you're from Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you know Moneyberg? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So Jake just, oh. <laughs> Jake just gave him a purple belt. Hell no. Dude. This guy wants to fight Moneyberg. Fight Moneyberg. And I'm a I'm a zero stripe white belt. I'm fairly confident I can handle my business. You have you ever seen the movie Foxcatcher? Yeah. So Foxcatcher. I'm Ramsey's Foxcatcher. And then he's Jake's Foxcatcher. And we're gonna do me and Jake we're like, we're gonna set our Foxcatchers up to fight. I, I went to his house before, but Jake yeah. was training him. Like the, the guy works hard, and the way that like he mentally uh, like Brings it in and like uh, evaluates everything is crazy because it's like weird. Yeah. But like I understand. Okay, but real it. purple belt, yes or no? I mean, I haven't rolled with him recently, but I have seen him. <laughs> oh, come on. Moneyberg's paying your bills. He's, he's lost a lot of weight. You see how much weight he's lost? I'm yeah, like, he yeah, has yeah. to be working, right? Yeah, he's, he's he must like a nice be. guy. And though, if you're working like... with Jake Shields for a yeah, half yeah, year. Yeah, like, I see that uh, Bilal wants to still go in. And yeah, get... Bilal's still Moneyberg trying to get. Line, yeah, yeah. Hey, Moneyberg, I come for another weekend. You give him a black belt from the. See, I know the opposite. Like, I keep him, like, down. Personally, I think I should be a brown belt. Yeah, yeah, but I'm always every day. I'm like, no, you're still a white belt doesn't matter how many years we've been training it's just a mentality you know what i mean he'll be a white belt forever yeah i mean my coach still get, won't give me a black belt until i put the gi on and i was like bro like how many, we don't do gi in the ufc yeah, yeah the thing is the gi was put together because uh hoist just wanted to hug another guy in pajamas yeah <laughs> <laughs> makes it easier so you don't roll gi at all i, I used to roll gi a lot yeah. and now it's just like 
I'm done. Like I got tired of it, and then I was just like, I'd rather do more no geese. What's stuff. the main? Di- I mean, what's the main? Can because Jake said he went into that tournament uh, against a bunch of gee guys and beat him to to show it. But is gee a lot harder, or is it just two different disciplines that they don't really translate as well? There's just two different disciplines, I think, because there's a lot of just like holding in gi, right? Like they just hold positions and they're just like all right, stalling. Whereas, all right, you move. I don't. I'm a guy. I, I like to flow. I like to just keep moving no matter what. A lot of scrambling. I like to roll with lighter guys because it's a lot funner. Yeah. To roll lighter guys. And the gi is more so just like all right, we waited five minutes doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. yeah. Now, all right, next round. I want to sweat. Plus, a dude stinky as hell because he never washes the gi. Yeah, that's the worst. When you go with like a newbie or somebody, and then you're because most gi classes you're going with a lot of newbies, a lot, a lot of yeah. new people in there. So everybody wants to roll with you because you're right. a UFC guy, and you'd be like, all right, and you're then also you get elbowed or something, or somebody doesn't clean their gi. You're like, come on. Bro. That's the scary is the elbows and like yeah. I've almost lost teeth, eyes rolling with white belts. Just like I'm like, whoa, dude, calm down. We're not yeah. fighting for exactly. the life. And I don't want to be the mean guy to tell him no, I don't roll with you yeah but i literally went to like an open mat once and this guy was like i walked in and the guy told me like don't roll with that guy over there and then all of a sudden the the first guy walks up to me he's that guy over there and he's like hey you want you want to roll and he was like a russian guy and i was like oh no i'm going with him and then right after that round he walks up to me again you want to go i was like oh no i'm going with him and he's like why don't you want to roll with me i was like i'm not this this guy's he's like why are you running for me i said why would i run for you? i don't even even know who you are he said but you're running for me i was like Bro, like, you need to get out of my face right now. Like, yeah, I'll fight you. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro, you want to fight for real? On. We can fight. Yeah, it's crazy. So you, you train mostly in Chicago. Yeah, everything full time. But now. you travel around a little bit with your team, right? Yeah, yeah, my team. We'll, we'll go around. We, we've been to Vegas. Well, I've been to Sanford uh, some too. I go to Florida. Like, I oh, got yeah. friends everywhere, and I'm like cool with a lot of the coaches. Yeah, and I like to learn from a lot of coaches too. So, like, anytime I'm in Vegas, I'll train with Eric Nixick. Oh yeah, and those guys over there, and just get no- different knowledge. Coach of the year, Eric. Coach yeah. Eric, he's oh, awesome. He won it? I think didn't he win it? Did he? Coach oh. of the year. Yeah, I mean, he I mean, if he that, doesn't like, win it, they should. It would be kind of like, yeah. I mean, after the Strickland and the Francis wins, you know, or Francis good fight, but yeah, you know. no, I mean, but in your opinion, okay, this is what I've been saying. How important is a coach? Because I went to some local Ami fights, uh, and I was yelling in things that the fighters were then doing, and I was helping them more than their coaches. So, would you agree that coaches aren't that important <laughs> to a fighter? <laughs> no, I think coaches are very important, depending on who who it is, right? <laughs> right. Because right. there's some coaches out there that do it for their ego. They want to have, yeah. like, 50 guys in the gym to say that they're in the UFC, and they're not really, like, focusing on building your skills. And yeah. that's why with bigger gyms, you see most of these guys not growing every, from fight to fight. Me, I'm in a smaller gym. So my coach, after every single fight, he's telling me, yo, hey, you did this wrong, you did this wrong, you did this wrong. I'm like, bro, we won. What are yeah. you talking about? But he's holding me he accountable. Caught on the next yeah, one. and he's telling me, yo, we got to fix this so the next guy is going to be a harder test for you. And you need those type of coaches. But in the bigger gyms, you're, you're just waiting for that check. Oh, I got five yeah. UFC fighters on one card. Cool, two of them won. I don't really care if the third one lost because I'm going to get half a check from him. So it's all and it becomes like this uh, – I mean, that's a big thing. Everyone always asks, like, why I didn't really like big camps, you know? And yeah. I was like, you get kind of lost in the mix. Well, I, I always believed it should be like a boxer. Yeah. Like, you go to a boxing camp, they don't have, like, 10 pro boxers. You know what I mean? There's yeah. the one champ, and then everybody's helping that one guy get better. And now that there's money in the UFC, before when it was all broke, we all had to work together as a team. Yeah. Just the split cost. Now I'm like, well, if you're making a million dollars a fight, you can put, you know, a couple hundred yeah, thousand. Yeah, bring the your... right training partner. Yeah. The guys that are just going to focus on getting you better. Exactly. Because every opponent you fight has a different style. So you don't want to just go with – what. I'm all, all my training partners are righties, but I'm fighting a lefty. What's the point? Yeah. Me, my guys are all right. You're fighting a lefty. We're a lefty. You're fighting Wonder Boy. 
we're gonna have to watch karate videos yeah. right now and be wonder boy watch the karate yeah. kid and shit yeah and I, do you feel like that's helped you like grow quite a bit like having that small team so you can like kind of yeah. all bounce off and i mean you and your coach lewis are like yeah. super close like kind of best friends do everything together yeah we've been together from the start yeah like that's another reason why it's like you want to have the right people in your corner especially when you start getting success yeah that are not just with you for that check because he genuinely wants to see me win. when i lose he loses yeah We're like he's seen me at my lowest lows and my highest highs and he's never let me get uh too big-headed or too low even when i lose like yo hey enjoy the journey it's part of the process and he's yeah. been through it all so i might come up i all the steps that i would have mistakes that i would have made he made sure i didn't make those mistakes because he really went through all he that. already made the mistakes yeah. for you and, and that's like, oh, we, we yeah. just get this and go straight to here and i'm like all right cool <laughs> is it tough though i mean one i mean you're you're not only in the show you are the show I and mean, you're gonna be fighting for the championship next looks like uh is it hard though do you ever feel like sounds like he's been great but have you ever outgrown a coach where you're when you were first being coached by him yeah he was way above you but you surpass him and now is it a hard realization that, okay, that guy didn't keep advancing while I was advancing? Sounds like not the case with the, your main coach, but other coaches or other training partners? I mean, I've had training partners like that, but luckily I've had some really great coaches where I've always learned from them and, and kept with them. I've only had, like, he's been with me since the start of my career, and I went to Rufus Sport in Milwaukee, and I trained down there with yeah. Rufus, so I, I picked up a lot from them. Now I'm with Mike Valley in Chicago, so I never really went, like, from Jim Hoppin, Jim Hoppin, Jim Hoppin, yeah. and five different coaches, but I've had training partners where I realized, like, all right, this guy, you know, you had that training partner when you win, he's, like, like yeah. clapping, but when you lose, he's, like, telling everybody, hey, hey, you saw he lose? He yeah. That. And the fake people. That's yeah. my biggest thing is I'm a genuinely person, so I want genuine people around me. Dude, it's big in this that. industry, though, right? Yeah. Every, and it's kind of like uh, one of the guys one time was telling me it's called the prisoner dilemma where everyone in prison wants everyone to be worse than them, you know, and that's why prison's terrible. And yeah, I'm like the same thing with fighting. Like, oh, why don't you guys unionize? Well, everyone hates each other. Why don't you guys work together? Well, everyone is rude to each other, you yeah, know? Yeah, and you start realizing, <laughs> yeah. you're like, bro, I thought we I thought we were friends. Yeah. But you're talking trash about me that I lost that fight to this guy or that Like guy. Colby Jorge. Yeah. That's the one, I think, the best example, quote-unquote, best friends turn to you know training partners but that's like one thing i've always learned is like your training partners you automatically get a close knit with them yeah but it, then i always thought those are my best friends my really good but then i realized i'm like no my friends are actually outside of this world yeah some of my friends are in this world because just the same way you make friends anywhere but i don't know just because me and someone train a lot together and we're really close doesn't mean we're friends. Well, that, yeah. that, that's actually even a good transition right there, talking about the trash talking and stuff, because it seems like you've kept yourself up. I mean, you're just a genuinely nice dude. One of my favorite, like, dude, that video of that, you were standing next to that one belt or something, and the kid came up like he was going to take a picture with you, and he's like, oh, I just went with the belt, and you were just like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're just such a nice dude. And Kyle's not a nice guy. He'd be like, fuck I'm you, like, you little okay, kid. You piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, he but, really is. He's a, he's a fucking, he smiles, but he's evil. dealers all night, like, yeah. Yeah, he was like literally like harassing him. Yeah, spends enough money to harass dealers. But uh, you're just a genuinely nice dude. You never had to engage in the being a heel or the trash talk. You just you let your fighting do the talk. What's your opinion on these guys who? I mean, I don't want to harp too much on Colby, but. The, all these guys that just do trash talk that's so obviously fake. I mean, last night, Colby at the press conference is like, oh, I'm just a character, bro. Just a, after he talks about his dead dad in hell, you yeah. can't do that. Yeah, honestly, that was pathetic. That yeah. was, there's playing a role, and then there's 
not playing a role. Like, that's not playing a role when you're saying something stupid like that. You're just looking to, uh, what can I write down that would be so vile Shocking. that, would, that yeah. would get him to do something? To get, to, you know, we're in the Twitter world now. That's going to get headlines. Yeah. How many that's, hits and likes? Yeah, that's get? like pathetic. Yeah. It's like, because at the end of your career, when you do have kids or something, you look back at it. What are you going to be known as? Or what's your legacy going to be known as? Yeah. His legacy is going to be known as, you know, a terrible trash talker, but saying some dumb, terrible stuff. Like, when Chael Sonnen did it, 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 it was cool. Yeah, it, like, funny. He was smooth with it. Even, even McGregor, when he first started, he yeah. was so good with it. And then he got, and then he went. Yeah, I went to the Khabib one. He kind of was yeah, like, you could tell. But I think that was a little bit of the cocaine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A lot yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's throwing fucking dollies through buses. <laughs> yeah. Now, what do you mean I'm not coked out? I'm good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, it's teaching like the younger generation of new fighters to think that they have to be that way. Like I'll see guys on local cards where they want to get in each other's face and be like, "My bro, there's like why? Yeah, there's, there's like yeah. 500 people in the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are doing this for free, and half of them are your families. You know, yeah, like, like come on, dude. Stop giving your energy to the your wrong mom thing. doesn't want. And you sold tickets at like raffles. Stop <laughs> doing that. <laughs> the grandmothers in front, like yeah, 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 yeah. Like, your grandmother's like fuck them up, <laughs> just bleed. <laughs> Give me the old twist. <laughs> yeah, I'm like bro, stop giving your energy to the to the wrong things. If you're not a good trash talker, don't. Fake it. Obviously, Kobe has a writer that's probably writing and You know, he was trying to get under Leon's skin this whole time, I yeah. feel like, and nothing was working. And, you know, Leon was just trying to stay calm, cool, collective the whole time. And, hey, yeah, brush it off, brush it off. And then he said that, and I think that got Leon triggered for sure. Yeah. And you saw it even yesterday when he was giving his little speech at the end at the way. It's like he was shaking Leon when he was talking to Joe Rogan. Yeah. And, like, you could tell he's fired up. Yeah. That could be a good thing or a bad thing. For a guy like Leon, because he's a slow starter. Yeah. yeah. But now it's, if he's coming out there, like, all right, now I want to go out there. I want to hurt. Well, we saw guy. what it did to Jose Aldo, right? Thirteen seconds, McGregor put him out because he was too excited to go put him out. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, McGregor got power. Kobe's yeah. gonna pill got mosquito bites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not gonna hurt. Like I, I would be so surprised, right? If Leon got knocked out by Kobe, that'd be. I think there'd be like a zero percent chance yeah. that Kobe's gonna hit him with anything that's gonna rock him. And the thing is, you can't even. I mean, Kobe's. Uh, natural, I mean, his his strength is the wrestling, right? Yeah. So, but he couldn't do it against Usman, and then Leon handled Usman twice. So, I, I mean, Leon can't be too worried. I mean, you're always nervous going into yeah. a fight, but I think he's got the matchup. I mean, I'd put seven thousand on on uh, Leon. I'm, yeah, yeah, he's I'm riding very, hard. Uh, Come on, Leon. I'm very confident that Leon's gonna handle his it. His wife's Christmas, his kids' yeah, yeah. Christmas <laughs> is all like riding <laughs> on this. Gifts or no gifts? Come on, <laughs> Leon. If you wanna, you wanna disappoint it's either, it's his family. It's either nice gifts or homemade gifts. Like, oh, I love you guys. It's all from the heart. Yeah, I, yeah. I made this out of the heart. <laughs> I'm gonna cut some felt out for everybody. Like, I love you. So now I like your hat. Make Walter Waite great again. I mean, like, because, dude, the whole thing about, like, the Trump thing, it's kind of, I mean, I kind of like it. You're playing off of it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Because I think Kobe's literally wouldn't be here if he didn't, like, know Trump or wasn't a part yeah. of the, the Trump thing. And he's just trying to stay relevant by hanging on to Trump's coattails yeah. and hoping that something happens with it. But for myself, it's like, all right, well, let me wear this hat, make Welterway great again, because in a division that's, stale. you know, stale. super stale. Why? Yeah. Because... The champion fights one time a year. The the guy who they're giving the title fight was sat out for two, two years. Two years. Hasn't yeah. beaten anybody. His last wins are against Robbie Lawler on a three-fight losing streak, Woodley on a three-fight losing streak, and Masvidal on a three-fight losing streak. And then like, before that, Usman, 
I mean, like he had a great run, but he was kind of hand picking a lot. Even of his, how, yeah, people yeah. keep talking about Usman as one of the goats, and I'm like, bro, he hand beat Masvidal twice. You yeah. beat Kobe twice, who didn't deserve it. Masvidal deserved it. Masvidal beat him on, and he beat him on like eight days. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. he beat Gilbert Burns. So I'm like, a when you're looking at resumes. Yeah, my resume is Wonder Boy, Damian Maya. You got Gilbert Burns. You got Vicente Luque. You got undefeated uh, Sean Brady. Yeah, it's Sean Brady. I mean, that right there, when you beat, I was on pro. I yeah. was, I'm not going to lie. I was nervous for that one. And when you came out and got him, like, fuck, man. Bilal is the truth, man. And it takes that type of thing. You know, after I beat up, you were like, oh, well, Sean's not that good. And then he goes out there, dominates, yeah. the gas him. You're like, oh, well, Sean Brady was just sick that day or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, Bro, you guys want to keep giving excuses, but I'm the best welterweight in the world. I'm dominating every single one of these guys. And they're all different styles, right? Why do you Wonder feel, though, like you don't get that? Respect. I think it's just uh, think it's a lack of mob mentality, talk? right? People, they see uh, one person starts hating, so they all want to just join into the group. Yeah. I was in London once, and I was out there doing like a uh, Q&A, and the people were booing. And then uh, this old lady met, uh, met me at the hotel, and she was like, oh, can I get a picture? And then we just talked for a little bit, and she was like, you're so nice. Like, I don't know why, <laughs> I, was, I, don't know why I was booing in the crowd. Yeah, she was booing you? Yeah. yeah. I was like, why were you booing me? She's like, I mean, everybody else was doing that. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, like, everyone else was doing <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what do you mean? Come on. But that's just what it is, right? And we're in the Twitter world now where everybody's faceless. And these yeah. people have never accomplished anything in their lives. So they see somebody like me who's just a normal guy who just works twice as hard as everybody else and is working his way to the top. I didn't do. I wasn't doing martial arts since I was a kid. I started at 23 years old. I had wow. two years of high school wrestling. Like I'm not supposed to be where I am. So they see something like somebody like me accomplishing amazing things. They're like, wait, why, by doing hard work? No, that ain't possible. No, this dude's a lane. Yeah, yeah. like everyone wants to be. See it? It's the like, man in the arena yeah. kind of thing. They want to see the strong man stumble type. But thing. I think everyone wants to see like. Like, uh, Bilal, you know, you're like, are you saying, like, oh, well, I just work harder than everyone. Everyone wants to be like, well, he was born with it, you know. Exactly. He's a right? born athlete. Oh, no, Bilal's been fighting since he could walk, you know. And yeah. you're like, no, bro, I'm not doing anything special, you know. Literally, I didn't do no martial arts. I was going to school for, for law. I wasn't planning on fighting. I didn't. I, I wanted to join the NBA, but I didn't get over five foot ten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nothing happened. Damn it. Yeah, and then I was like, in college, University of Illinois, and I just literally – Stumbled across a newspaper where my old high school wrestling coach, Lewis Taylor, was fighting it for strike force. Yeah. Oh, and I just messaged sick, him on uh, I messaged him on Facebook and I was like, bro, you're a fighter? And he was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm fighting. Uh my gym's right here. And it ended up being like near my mom's house. So whenever I'll come home on the weekends, I'll go down there, train with them for a little bit. So I'll go weekends, weekends, weekends. And then I just started falling in love with it and yeah. just learning from it. And then I got like addicted to it. So then once you have your first amateur fight. It was a terrible fight, but I won. You won? You get your yeah. You're like, man, I love yeah, this feeling. Like, let it yeah. hit those veins. Come on, I, I need, need more. more. Yeah. That's okay, well, if you started at 23, so I, we only started rolling like six months ago. Uh, what was it like the first time you got kicked in your shin? Because Ramsey kicked me in my shin. I couldn't walk for days. And I haven't trained it up on bamboo sticks my whole life growing up. So I was like, dude, I could never be a fighter because I don't want to get kicked anywhere. It's terrible. <laughs> it's like literally when you get those lumps on your shin and you that, your coach on you, just roll it out. But I literally started with Lewis Taylor, who's like built like a rock. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, anytime that's he a would big hit old me, boy. I've had my nose broken like 10 times. And I'm like, I'm still trying to learn. He's like, you have to learn the hard way. And he's yeah. like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning. And then it's like, because, like I said, I never had no background, so everything we learned was just like, all right, we're just going to box today with nothing but left hands. 
Then tomorrow we're gonna do nothing but right hands. Then tomorrow we're gonna do nothing yeah. but kicks. And it's like learning that way. So Ramsey Ramsey makes me spar sometimes. And I don't I, make you. You, you won't you say, fucking do basics. So he's like, let's just spar. He, he, well, he keeps trying to get me to do warm ups, which we can all agree is stupid as hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No one wants to warm up. But then I went out with uh, we we had uh, bare knuckle out, so we were hanging out with Mike Perry and his coach. And I went out to Orlando. And I was training with his coach. He's like, oh, you're not sparring. You're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he put down some cones. He's like, just step in. Between me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Two left. laughs> that's what everybody wants to be. That get the yeah. action. Like we we train somebody at, at our gym who you know he's got a family. He's, I think he's like 35, 36 yeah. years old, and then he's got a good job. But he's like, I want to do a kickboxing match, and I'm but just why? like, is he another fox catcher? I'm like, you can get another yeah, fox catcher. I'm like, fights? for what? Yeah. And then, why do and then he does like uh, his fight. And then he gets like in a dude's face trying to do the McGregor thing. I'm yeah. like, bro, this is your first fight. Like, you're not McGregor <laughs> yeah. right now. And it's like, come on, chill, relax. Dude, you know what? I when I started rolling because I've always been uh, far more confident than I should be. But I I was I thought going into it, it'd make me more confident in fighting. Seeing what these 135ers have done to me, I like I don't want to fight anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know when this little kid's gonna whoop my ass. One thirty five our local champion went against him and he's he just like, me out. I was like, God. He's like, I'm gonna hurt this little guy. He's like, How hard do you want me to I'm like, go as hard as you want. He'll be all right. You know, and he went then he was like, What the fuck is that? <laughs> then he's like, oh, I could beat a girl. So then we brought in a chick is and she then ankle picked me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, then like, and then he's tapping out and then they sparred a little bit. And he's like, How hard should I hit? I'm like, try to hit her hard, you know? Like, see if you can. It didn't work, but I wanted to go back to so you're always saying that you like work hard, do all. What's the biggest motivation then? Like, fighting is a hard sport. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I was lucky. I've done it since little, and that was the only reason I could never imagine being a 23 year old walking into a gym and be like, I want to learn how to do this. You yeah. know, like, what's the biggest motivation? I think I'm just very competitive. Like, I hate losing so much. And th in this sport, it's it's only you in there, right? It's like, you have a team. One-man sport. Yeah, you have your team, you have your coaches. But, like, in the end, you can have the best training camp of your life, but you have to go in there and you have to execute. So yeah. it's all on your shoulders. And there's nobody to blame. So I think that's what gravitated me toward it and made me fall in love with it. And yeah. then for myself now, my motivation is the people that have been with me since the beginning. Like, it's not my journey. It's all of our journey together. We've been – clawing our way to to get to the top right here yeah straight yeah our nails are all broken right so we're, bro we're, i remember you being titan you know yeah. with my little brother back in the day the titan chair yeah when you think about yeah, that right bro, out like, in that one fight there's like remember like five people in that arena yeah. and it was like outdoors and stuff bro i like when you think back to that right my coach always tells me like just think back where we would have been what like what we have now Remember that, right? and how hard we had to do what we had to do to get here. So like, we're blessed. We're always blessed every blessed. single day, but we, we always want more. Right. Yeah. So I think for me, it's just more staying in the moment every time and just appreciating how far we've come. Like being grateful for the moment. Yeah. Because you know, like every, after one of my fights, I want, I'm looking at what's next, what's next, what's next. So I got him telling me, bro, chill, like embrace it, embrace yeah. the crowd. Take this all this energy in right now because these are the memories that you're gonna live with when your career is done. It's not always like, I gotta right now. I gotta go up here. Now I gotta go up here. Now I gotta go up here. At the end of the tunnel instead of enjoying what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And you forget about that. That you know that's like one of my biggest things I've realized now that I'm done fighting. Yeah. I tell everybody this. I miss the nerves in the back. I'm sure you can say the same thing. Like when you're there, you're like, I don't ever feel this. You know, like you don't feel yeah. it anywhere else in your life. You know. Yeah. Imagine, and this is what I was trying to like. We were talking about it. Kyle would never be in a fight. He doesn't get it. It's just you know? I've never felt nerves before. But, I, like, I don't, I, but I, you know, I, Diego was helping me give you a good analogy. It's like, you know, you love gambling. 
So imagine when you're gambling, but instead of like, you know, little mealy five grand, you're gambling with like your year's wages, basically, Ugh. right? It'd be your whole year's wage on each hand, dude. Mm. That's exactly. kind of what a fight is. And right? I tell people that because I'm like, it's not like NBA where you lose a, a game and all right, I got, we got another game tomorrow. It's like you got oh, 80 games, you know. Lose this fight, it's, we have to and, wait six, and, seven and months for another the trajectory one. of your career. You got to wait six months to do another two fights to get you back to where you just lost from. Yeah, exactly. So not hard, even though. Yeah. Like I mean, my loss to Tony never plagued me my whole career. Until Tony won the title, and everyone's like, "Oh well, he's good," you know. Exactly. Yeah, like, right. and that's like and then yeah. you lose a fight, everybody thinks, "Oh, you suck." You yeah, know? yeah. Like, oh, bro. I can't believe you lost. And bro. nobody knows what you're going through, right? Yeah. You could have the best camp of your life, but if something happens on that one day, or even if I'm walking down to the cage and I just something just throws off my mind, it could throw off your whole fight. And that's why you have to just be so locked in. And when you see guys that are, have been undefeated their whole career, like Habib yeah. or something, you're like, "Bro, they were locked in for." 30 fights, 29 fights. Yeah, that's why Habib, I mean, a John Jones level, those yeah. guys are insane. You don't know right? how hard it is to do that. Well, you know, it's funny you're talking about the distractions back to the Titan outside arena. My little brother was fighting. My little brother's a stud, and he walks out undefeated at the time. First loss ever was that night for the championship, uh. and it was the last fight, actually. We're in the cage, and he's, like, all ready to go, hyped up, and then there was, like, tons of crickets everywhere, and then there was, like, crickets in the cage, and he's like, hey, why is there a cricket in the cage? I'm like, quit worrying about it, Adam. Focus on the fight. And he's like, okay, okay. So shout. And he's like, look, there's another cricket. And I'm like, there's going to be lots of crickets. You know, I was like, we're outside, man. Just like, keep going with it. Like, I'm like, fucking focus. So then the guy shoots a double leg on him. And my little brother turns and gives up his back because the guy was taking him down where the crickets were. <laughs> and he didn't want to. And then he's like, I didn't want to smash on a cricket. That'd be kind of gross. It's crazy. But like, that was the end of his career. <laughs> but if you tell that story to somebody, they're like, bro, you're just looking for excuses. But yeah, you like, don't the weirdest thing yeah. will throw you <laughs> off. It's crazy. Like well, when you're in that zone, you know what I mean? Like how you said, you're walking out to the cage. Something yeah. as stupid as like, I had one time I was walking out to the cage in the zone and one of my drunk, dumb friends was right there and he's like holding double beers like, yeah, let's go Ramsey. And I was like so distracted. I remember I went out of the fight and I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing now. Like, What am I doing again? Well, you know, one of the things you said, uh, and we got a couple of things we're going to talk about after that, but one of the things you said that's been fascinating to me is I've, I've been meeting a couple of these fighters and to me, I've been a UFC fan since... So I, I remember my first real event I watched was 100, where Lesnar fought uh, Mir, and then uh, Anderson and Chael was a big thing for me. Uh -huh. I watched all that, right? And so uh, UFC fighters have always been like heroes to me, right? And so as I've been meeting them, it's just this phenomenon where you're like, oh, it's just a regular guy who does this thing. And you were talking about that. Has it been weird for you that for years and years, how old are you now? 35. Yeah, so for 12 years, you've been just focusing on becoming the best at this thing that you do. You, that's been your whole focus. And now you must also learn how to be in the public eye because you don't walk around and people... How have you uh, transitioned to being able to deal with that when I'm sure all you'd love to do is just focus on your fighting? Yeah, like I didn't realize where I was until, you know, I'm thinking the fight's only about me. The fight's only about me. Then you start getting messages from, hey, my son looks up to you or you're, you're, in the, you're outside and you see a kid like running up to you and they're shaking. I'm, I'm shaking, can I get a picture? And it's just like, sure, I, like I've been there, right? I've, yeah. I've been a fan before. I was like, oh, yeah, right, sure. And it's like, they're so nervous to come up and talk to you. And like, you start realizing like, bro, so you got to hold yourself to a higher standard because you're not just a normal person. And even though you want to be right. Like if Habib, whenever I'm with him, he's like, I just want to go back to the days where I could just get coffee, sit in a coffee shop and 
just chill by myself with nobody saying anything to me or coming to me. But he can't do that now. I'm never, I'm not at that level yet, yeah. but it's still cool to feel that right now because I am a sports fan. I love sports, and when I do see a, a, a quarterback yeah. or somebody, I'm like, oh, can I get a picture? Like a basketball player. Yeah, yeah. So oh, whenever yeah, somebody yeah. fanboys about me, I'm like, man, that's crazy that yeah. I got somebody fan. Or I'm in a video game. That's crazy that I'm in a video game. Um, but like I said, it's just blessed, right? I just feel so grateful for everything that's happened for me. Well, like, so then with this, uh, kind of change topics, but like with this camp that you had to do, so you didn't have a fight. Yeah. So what was that like doing a camp with no fight? Well, and also let's talk about you. I bit it hook, line, and sucker when you said that Colby's injured, he's out. I was yeah, like, oh, we were like, yeah, yes, we all <laughs> fell for it, dude. Yeah, bro, that was just like Twitter. I was bored of being Boogerbeard. Freaking Booger Beard, just going uh, back and forth on like Twitter. I still challenge Booger Beard. He said yeah. he wanted to fight me. I was like, I'll sleep oh, right. bro. He's like, <laughs> he keeps trying to talk shit to me. I'm like, bro, I will hit you. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm but not like, a joker. But like, for me, I was just like, I'm like, it's Twitter, so just messing around. And then people just like made articles of it. I was like, bro, are you guys kidding me right now? Um, people like edited MMA Junkie. Yeah. I saw UFC looking announcements. Because people are like just looking for that headline. Oh, right? no because shot. we had you booked for the podcast in January. And when we saw that, we're like, bro, we're going to have the champ on. Get out of here. Yeah, that was epic. I wish. Yeah. We were hyped, dude. We were hyped. Whenever they first announced this fight, I got into the training mode, right? Because yeah. even with the last two pay-per-views, the John Jones fight got canceled, the Islam fight got canceled. So I was like, if one of these fights get canceled, I'm going to be ready to step in. So right away, I just started training. And my focus more so, they're both southpaws. So it was more so focusing on Leon Edwards, honestly, because for Kobe, he's the easiest matchup in the division for me. Hell yeah. In general, I don't think he's good at all. I think you just need to be, I need to go for a jog, get in shape, and then I'll kill him. Uh, but for, for Leon, you know, he's more strategic. He has yeah. good kicking, good striking. So uh, my whole camp was basically based off of training for Leon, finding game planning against him. So basically your whole camp was like, all right, I got to get ready to beat Leon. Yeah, for, so it's, be, it's just focused on him, and then it was just like getting into crazy shape. Yeah. Because if they, I was like, they're going to have to call me eventually to weigh in. So I was just waiting for that time for them to call me. Yeah. And I'll be, all right, I'm ready. Like, Is it nice to get paid to just lose a little weight, though? That's got to feel nice. Honestly, it was it was like hard because no you motivation. Go the weight cut, the weight cut, so like it's so grueling on you. So the reward is the fight. Yeah. I, I love to fight so much. So then we got the weight cut off, and it was a smooth weight cut. But it was just like, what now? Yeah. Like I don't really care. It's not the obviously I, I love the money, yeah. in it, but it's like for me, it's like I love the the competition. I love yeah. the feeling. It's like yeah. I'm right here. I'm right. The title's right at my. I'm knocking on the door right now. It's, the door's creaking open. They're looking out. I just gotta walk it's through there. Legacy. And yeah, it's just like, get in there and fucking kick that door yeah, down, bro. Like, yeah, no, no more looking. Yeah. Just give me the shot. Like, yeah. give me my my chance. Because you'll have the people that'll say, "Oh, he's on a ten fight winning streak," and you know, happened to Tony. I'm like, no, Tony got offered title shots. Yeah. And he's had it. You know, he tripped over wires and stuff like that. Even Benio Darush, she didn't have beat five top ten guys to get to his nine fight winning streak. I beat top five, yeah. top ten guys to get where I am. There's nobody that's ever done that and not given a shot. Like, give, yeah. just give me my shot. Yeah. I've earned. That's true, because, like, everyone else has done it, like, a Tony Ferguson. Yeah. He had the title. Everyone else, you know, like, could be. like they're stalling because of your lack of, of, of shit time. Controversy, you're yeah. Just, you've just been, you're just the nicest dude who's just great at fighting. It, it, in, a, in a realistic world, it should be yours. You should already have the belt. Yeah, and it's funny because you'll say guys will say that, right? They'll be like, oh, the, the trash talking. But it's like Volkanovski's not a trash talker. Right, GSP's true. not a trash talker. The yeah. UFC is they build whoever they want to build up. They can make whoever true. they want to star. It's just pushing them behind you. I know how to talk. I know how to push myself. 
but let me get a little push in the background and yeah. we'll go higher than ever. And especially for our division, where a guy like Leon Edwards doesn't say a word. Even not with this word. fight, not he's not even he hasn't bro, promoted this fight. Word, bro. I'm like, bro, at least promote yourself. Well, and that's promote like where I've always been, because like you speak perfect English, yeah. you speak Arabic. There's no really big Arab stars. Like yeah. you would be the biggest Arab star, which you are. I yeah. Mean, you know what I mean? There's but, Islam, of course. Well, Islam is technically Dag but he's Dagestani. He's yeah. Dagestani. Yeah, they like him because they're Muslim, but yeah. he's an actual Arab. Like it's different. An Arab Muslim in Abu Dhabi, like yeah. that's another level. And yeah, and a lot of people don't uh, get that. Like, yeah, they love the Dagestanis because they're Muslim, but they consider them Russians. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, you know, for for myself, I don't even see it as that. Like uh who was it, Wyman and uh, Cormier yesterday were like, well, I don't know about star power. I'm like, bro, Wyman wasn't a star before he fought Anderson Silva. Yeah. Like, it takes that one fight to move you up the yeah. slot, right? When they came out with the pay-per-view numbers for Holloway and Poirier, it was like 100,000 pay-per-view bombs. Yeah. They did. You're expecting them both to be huge stars. Was, I was at that fight in Atlanta. That was the yeah. same night that Gaston fought Adesanya. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Two like, barn burners. And it was like one of the greatest fights ever. Yeah. So people will say, like, oh, you got to sell pay-per-views. Like, Who's selling pay-per-views besides the John Jones or the McGregor? Connor, not these yeah. guys. Even Volkanovski and these guys, they're big names, but they're not. They're not selling, stars. yeah. Like, so, uh, what was the other one the other day? Like, the Volk-Islam um, fight. Yeah. Like, you know, that was pretty big, you know? Yeah. But still, it wasn't like... It know, didn't go a million pay-per-view. Yeah, exactly. Like, those While if it was are, anyone are else, like Habib, it'd be, you know... It'd be different. Different, yeah. yeah. So people keep using that excuse that, oh, well, it's this, but it's like... Stop going back to that excuse because it ain't well, real. Well, when I actually got into the UFC back, you know, a long time ago, uh, we were at the Ultimate Fighter tryouts, and that was one of the reasons they liked me and were willing to push me with a little bit of fights because of my Middle Eastern descent. Yeah. So they're like, we don't have any Middle Eastern fighters. We've never had one. So that's why I'm always confused when it comes to you. I'm like, they wanted to push that's me, star, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? So I'm like... What would be your like? I mean, if you had a guess. Yeah, that's the thing, dude. You're so well spoken. You're, you know, you're not cringe at all. Sorry, I'm not trying to. Hold <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's just, I mean, it's such an obvious go. You know what I mean? That, yeah, that's why I'm like, it's really confusing at this point. Yeah, know? but you know, I, for me, I always put it as everything happens for a reason, right? I had mm -hmm. to go the the long road for a reason, and they they guarantee me the next title shot after beating Gilbert Burns on three weeks notice. So we'll see tonight what happens, how everything goes. There's I don't see them, you know, going past their word. So yeah. after that, they'll understand what they have once I win the belt. I, I feel like they'll yeah. be like, "Oh, dang, we had this the whole time. We had a diamond. Yeah, what right the hell there. are we doing, Bro, man? We're so stupid, <laughs> yeah, man. We wasted Come all on. this money on yeah. Leon and Colby, Colby, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Do you Looking feel like, like you, know, you talked about how you're a sports fan? Do you, is it? For me, it's been hard to meet fighters and then watch them go fight because now I'm like, oh, he's a nice guy. I don't even want him to fight anymore. I'm like, oh, as a sports fan, is it hard for you to make friends with these guys and not want them to go fight? Or just as fighters, you're like, oh, he's going to love it anywhere. I mean, what's, what's your mentality seeing friends go into the cage? Honestly, I get more nervous when I see my friends going into the cage yeah. than when I do because I can't go in there and I can't help them. Can't help. And it's like I have brothers and stuff like that. And obviously, one of my brothers fights. I'm going to be right there with them. So, like, when I have teammates go fight and they're like, could you corner me? I was like, all right, I'll, I'll corner you. But it's like my heart's beating the whole time because I'm more nervous. Cause I want to see your friend I, get hurt. Yeah, I can't help them. And I know how hard it is to get there. And I know how hard it is, how easy it is to be to get finished or, or lose a fight. And it doesn't matter. There's nothing owed to you. You, you could have 
I trained six times a day for eight weeks straight. Yeah. I ate the perfect meal, and you can still go in there and get knocked out in one second just because you zigged when you should have zagged. Yeah, that, that's how like ruthless the sport is. But it's game like, of inches, yeah. Millimeters, people don't, don't understand how easy yeah. it is. Like you, Aspinall tore his ACL, and then all of a sudden he comes back and he knocks out Pavlovich. Yeah, exactly. Like, you well, never even know like what with the you, you had an early uh, loss to Lique. Yeah. And then, I mean, he just threw that right hand that happened to catch exactly. on the button. And then you yeah. came back and showed, like, that was kind of a fluke. Yeah, you know? and, like, you tell yourself, like, that's the scariest thing, right? Because you'd be like... Was it a fluke? Like, oh, does yeah. it just hit hard? Do I do I not have a chin? And you're, you're like, like worried going in that second one. Yeah, because you're like, if I lose to this guy, then I'm, I'm not gonna. Because I'm I'm here to be a champion, right? I'm mm -hmm. here to be a champion. So if I lost him, I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna fight for the belt. So this is gonna be my last fight, probably, if I lose him one speaking, time. Speaking of Vicente, uh, what is your opinion? Uh, do you believe that it was a real case of pneumonia that uh, put Ian Gary out? <laughs> or do, you think, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. do you think he's trying to avoid some media at this current moment in time? I mean, honestly, Ugh. for me, like I would have, I would have thought that he was faking it, but I've had uh, three of my coaches all got super bad flu yeah. while they were down here, and it was like we went for a jog on Wednesday morning, and then Wednesday night we were going to train. They're all like shaking, shivering in bed. Oh. I'm like, bro, what? The, get the fudge out of here! <laughs> yeah, 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 get away! Like, from go, me, I got to put them in a hotel. Like, uh, I think it was suspect time. Even I know. There's a lot of bad media lately. I think it's just like though suspect timing, bro. Yeah, like you know, like he's not gonna come all the way and miss out on a six figure. Paycheck. Exactly, and I thought it was a good matchup for yeah, him. Yeah, and that was too good of a matchup. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and then like he just seems like the weird type that like probably loves the attention, right? Yes. Because he's recording his whole life and he's posting all this stuff because he wants that attention. Yeah, he, he wants everyone. everyone to know about his, <laughs> his personal wife's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, his wife's oh, boyfriend. Yeah. Wife's wife's boyfriend. Yeah, ex-husband like, boyfriend. Yeah, he wants every and that's where I was like. At the end of the day, I like I don't like to give it attention. I'm like, who cares? That's what they want to do. And yeah, and they want to do it. The annoying part is like I hate when people bring in family and stuff into like yeah. trash talking stuff. But Sente wasn't even doing it. It was just you had yeah, the other guys. Yeah, he even said he would actually. He's like, if anyone wants to talk shit about Ian Gary, I'll fight him. Yeah, and I was right? like, dude, that was kind of cool. Yeah, you but know? that's and when I fought Vincent, he was like the nicest guy. Like. That's the thing about my next fight. Like my, my last four fights, who was it? It was like Damian Maya, nice. Wonder Boy, nice. Luke, yeah. nice. Uh, Gilbert Burns was nice. And yeah, like, all the nicest guys. Yo, in the so game. now my next fight's gonna be somebody I hate, like a Kobe Cup yeah. and Leon Edwards. So Do you hate Leon? At first, I didn't. You know, obviously you have respect for somebody, but like after the way he acted after that first fight, where yeah. you committed the foul, you poked uh, poked me in the eye. Oh, and that was a you nasty eye. Yeah. One of the grossest and ones I took I've that ever fight seen. On three weeks' notice, so you get a fight. So it's like, just out of respect, it should be like, all right, I'll give you a rematch. I, I messed up. I yeah. did it, so I'll give it to you. But, you know, he, he was playing the role of trying to play the narrative, oh, I was killing him in the first yeah, round. Yeah, he was like, oh, I would have knocked him out. I'm like, bro, it's a 10-9 round. It yeah. was like, what, you landed one head kick. I didn't fall. Yeah, you didn't go first. down. Was it, yeah. Did it hurt? Or was it kind of like? It was like, well, a little shock. But yeah, like, like when it hits you and you're yeah, kind of like. I was still standing the whole time, and it was, like I said, Three weeks notice fight. Yeah. Be a full camp. Sometimes after those shots, though, I feel invincible, bro. When you eat the hardest shot, yeah, we after that, you're like, corner. your brain's ready to go. You went back to the corner, you're like, all right, we took his best shot. We're ready. I'm like, all right, let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's go, and it's baby. five rounds. Yeah. And I'm a five round fighter. So yeah. people just want to look for that excuse and play that. And I was like, bro, shut up. You guys don't know what fight is. Leon Edwards won the first round against Usman, lost the next three, and then beat him in the last. And the minute. last, yeah. very, very last, last second, second. Head kick. Yeah, so it's like you've been there before, so don't play that role of oh I would have killed them all four rounds. Shut up. Yeah, I would have beat you. I mean, like, 
I can see where he's trying to say. Maybe he was kind of a little bit like, I think you're just kind of a dark matchup for anybody, you know? I like, think literally I'm a, I'm a bad matchup for every one of these everyone, guys. Yeah. I can strike with strikers. I could grapple with grapplers. I could do karate with karate. Yeah, yeah, I could do any, anything, right? Because grapple with I've the world champion. All these different styles. Mm -hmm. the whole, oh, Gilbert Burns is a black belt. So, all right, I'll stand and bang with him. Oh, Gilbert Burns got great power. So I light him up on the feet. And then he shoots for a takedown. Runs into a brick wall because I'm yeah. a superior wrestler, and then he's coming up with all these excuses. Sean Brady was supposed to be the strongest kid in the world. Yeah, couldn't he get close to me? I light him up, and why? Because I don't, I don't, I don't need to grapple with you. I didn't yeah, have to you shoot do whatever, you honestly do whatever you want. Yeah. I, that's what I was saying when I watched that fight. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, bro. I pick and choose what I want to <laughs> yeah. do. Like all these guys, like, they have to more fight of this below the media, bro. Yeah, no, you'll do you whatever the fuck he wants against anybody he <laughs> wants, anywhere, bro. anytime, anywhere, anytime. But yeah. you really do believe it, though, right? Yeah, I do. I, I literally think I'm the best fighter in the world right now. I IQ wise, stylistic wise, I could do anything I want to do in the cage. Anything to anybody. And yeah. like, and I think like we all have been, I don't know, like at one point, like he said, once the push happens and everyone's like, the UFC just says, hey, Bilal's unbeatable anywhere. Everyone would be like, yeah, that's true. He's better here compared yeah. to being like, well, you know, Bilal has this, this, you know what I mean? It's such a weird narrative. Yeah, because and, even for myself, yeah. I'm always looking at, I wanted to fight the best guys. When Hamza came in the cage, I wanted to fight Hamza. Yeah, and I'm asking okay, him right away. Hamza is a scary dude, but no gas tank, huh? Uh -huh. The way he went to get out against Kamaru on like on eight days notice, he has no gas tank. But that first round, Hamza is a scary dude. I think that first, I think he's probably like the best first round fighter in the oh, UFC. Yeah, but that's something we saw. Like I'm a guy who I love to break down fighters. I like to break down tapes, analyze guys. So like. I always say, oh, how would I fight this guy? How would I? Fight? So like I've seen all this stuff before, but people start noticing it later, right? The UFC puts you into the cage; they want to hype you up right away. Oh, this guy's a rover. He runs through everybody, kills everybody. But now everybody's like, oh well, he gets tired. He, he yeah. does this, and it's like. But I also think though that like everyone was taken away from Usman on that fight. Everyone's like, oh well, Usman. And took, I'm like, Usman is one of the goats. And I think he showed why he was so good. Yeah. You know, gave up size, gave up, you know, everything. And he still was in that. Bro, five rounds, he might have won. Yeah, I mean, Usman's a tough. He's a champion, right? Yeah. He, I think his biggest attribute is his mental strength. He's never going to give up on himself. Yeah. And he, after a first round like that where you're dominated and have your bad taken the whole time, he said, all right, I'll make the adjustments and readjust. And he came back. You looked great. Obviously, it was eight days' notice. Yeah. But, you know, you can't take away from Usman or even Hamza because you're still switching up the opponent on yourself. You were supposed to go against a guy like Costa, who I thought you probably would have walked through. We were talking about Bro, Costa. I think Costa would have beat him after watching that last one, dude. I don't know. Like, they I, both I, get tired. I just think that if he had Costa in the same position that he had Usman in the first round, I think he finishes him. Yeah. Like, if he takes you down, it, gets you in a, a, your back. But, stuff. I mean, like, look at with the Luke fight. I mean, Luke's a nasty grappler. And when Luke took Costa down, he was able to. Yeah, but that was high altitude. Yeah. Luke, Luke uh, like, both of them look gassed. Yeah. Or, or and I'm not going to lie, Luke didn't really train that hard for the fight. You know, he yeah. showed up to my gym right before and he went on a jog. He was dying. Right. I was like, trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, you should have been out here like two weeks you ago. Right? For high altitude, bro? Yeah. He was like, oh, I've been doing it. But hey, so we're kind of running low. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to get is, who do you think's winning the Leon Colby, and what are you gonna do to them afterwards? I think. And how are they gonna? How win? are they gonna win? For me, I think, uh, I think Leon wins it. I think that, you know, Colby's gonna try to put the pace on the pressure. Kyle's like over here with his seven thousand dollar bet. Like, <laughs> please, please, please. But, uh, 
I think the difference is like when Usman pressured him and put him on the fence, Usman had power and he was stronger. And I think that made Leon back up. Kobe doesn't have no power. He has mosquito bites. So Leon could stay planted his feet and then wait for Kobe to duck his head down, reach, catch him with a knee, catch him with a high kick. And I think that he's going to pick him apart. I don't think Kobe two years off. He's gotten chinny his last couple fights, rocked by Masvidal. He hasn't dropped fought. by Usman. Yeah, oh, dropped by Usman. Broke he hasn't really had any good competition. I Masvidal gave him brain damage. Bro, yeah. Bro, you like, know? you have a chip tooth now. Maybe yeah. that's gonna, his mouthpiece is not going to work. On him. He told <laughs> on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He called daddy. I'm telling you. I'm telling yeah, you. <laughs> I, th I just think that mentally Leon's going to end up folding him. And people are going to say, oh, well, Leon beat. Uh, Usman and Kobe, he's going to be the go to the welterweight, but no, you haven't fought me yet. I'm what happens when level. you fight him? When I fight him, I'm going to break him. I think that I'm going to walk him down. I'm going to show him. I'm going to show the world what would have happened that first fight, and I'm going to show everybody how great I am, and I'm going to be the best welterweight in the world. Dude, make it great again. Let's go, yeah. baby. Make it great again. Dude, love it. Thanks, guys, for coming to Coaches and Casual. We've got Bilal Muhammad on here. Got a couple more coming up, but uh, tune in and watch this man become the champion. See you later. Thanks for tuning into the Coach and the Casual. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and share it with your friends. Thanks again.